0: Welcome to Next Gen. This is a podcast where we actually talk about faith, our pop culture, and where our place as young people is in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So I'm a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. Well, I'm not really I'm not an ordained pastor yet. I'm actually just an intern. And I'm starting to make a podcast to help explore not just my own spirituality, but maybe to help you explore yours. Maybe you've been questioning spirituality, maybe you've been doubting, and that's all well and good. So I hope we can all go on a journey together. Um, as I said before, this podcast is called Next Gen, because we are the next gen, and then there's another generation after that, and another generation. There's always the next generation. Um, so this is really questioning how we as a church have been doing things and how we as a church are going to do things into the future. So in this podcast, we're actually going to explore the idea of service and what that looks like in our current church and what it could look like if, uh, if we were not just living up to what the word means, but also some biblical concepts and also understanding some basic ideas of, of service in our world today and in, in our church. So why am I actually making this podcast? Number of reasons. One, as a part of my internship, I've actually got an evangelism uh, unit that I've got to tick off. So I'm I'm doing that as a part of of that. Hopefully this will be able to lead up to that as a bit of public evangelism and I can share with the listeners a bit about what the Adventist Church believes. And another reason why I'm doing this is for my own spiritual growth. And the final reason is um, to really teach myself digital media in a in a really cool way. I've already had a YouTube channel which hasn't been very successful, but it's mostly been teaching myself how to video edit. And from that, I've learned how to do things for my own church ministry, uh, to make really effective digital content content for the online space. So today, as I said, we're going to explore service, and we're actually going to have a quick read through um, a passage in the book of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter Thirteen. So you don't need to get your Bibles out if you're driving. I'll read it in just a second. Um, and what it's going to be is, yeah, we're going to talk about service, talk about what it looks like, and talk about how you can be involved in service. And service affects many different dimensions, uh, not just our how we act to others, but how we act to God and how we act as a congregational church. Um. And for those that you don't, don't know what a congregational church is, a congregational church is a church where the primary structure in the church is the local church body. So if you guys have your Bible, or if you just want to what your listening is on, I'm turning to the book of Hebrews. And right now I'm just flicking through my Bible. I should have had this ready beforehand, but we, we'll get there right now. And um, it's actually a brand new Bible, this one. I can't really make excuses. I'm a pastor. It should be right there. Here we go. Uh, It's Hebrews chapter 13. And in Hebrews chapter 13, this is what it says. It says, let mutual love continue. This is from verse 1. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that you have entertained angels. Some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. That's a big challenge. Those who are being tortured as though you were being you were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let marriage be kept undefiled. For God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Now, uh, verse 5 now. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can then say this with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Now verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings, for it is well for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by regulations about food, which have not not benefited those who observe them. We have an altar from which those who officiate in the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. Verse 12 now. Therefore Jesus also suffered outside the city gate in order to sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us go to him outside the camp and bear the abuse that he endured. Verse 14. For we have no lasting city but we are looking for the city that is to come. Now, I have preached this kind of idea from um, a pulpit before, but I really thought that I wanted to bring it to a a podcast setting so that we can really start to question and tear apart and, and just toy with some of these ideas. So... I hope that some of you really have a basic understanding of what service is. I think a lot of us do being Christian or just being decent human beings on earth. Um, Service is an essential part of being a a human. We we naturally want to look after those around us. So um, as we dig through the new Testament, there are countless examples of Jesus doing service. Now, they also give us a a little bit of a view of of what that looks like and how service affects a a community and how we could and perhaps even should engage in service and with service. In fact, let's just suggest this. Service is far more than a physical act of going and doing something for someone. But Hebrews 13, I I kind of started to unpack that. In verses 1 to 3, now, so those first three verses, which say, Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. And verse three, remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves are being tortured. That's a, that's a heavy challenge. Um, I think I've definitely neglected that, uh, that challenge sometimes. So verses one to three have what could be termed as instructions uh, for living a basic positive life. basic human behaviors that uh, have for many been forgotten um, and they go out the window. Um, perhaps there's people that you've engaged with in times that uh, have engaged with at times that you've now neglected, or people that you've just excluded and you don't even realize that you've excluded them and it's a really good challenge to actually stop and go, "Hey. How am I doing with this? It isn't bad to admit that you're doing not doing well, because that's an opportunity for you to do even better. Um, further, I guess if we dig, we're digging through this very quickly because I've got a point that I want to discuss. Um, then, in the next few verses, are some statements about marriage, which, if I'm honest with you, are pretty basic instructions. And if you're finding that to be an issue, that's probably something you need to actually go and bring up with a pastor or with um, someone that can. Hold you accountable. So there's some statements of marriage, and then those few verses actually have to do with honoring ourselves and honoring the relationships that we have in our lives. I might suggest that for my generation, they might actually be one of the most relational generations, despite all of the bad press that many people have um, spoken about my generation. Sorry, I might be peeking there. Um, But what does all of these relationship things have to do with service? Now we're going to start to get to the meat of the point of what I want to get to. Service is much more than simply running a food bank or collecting some clothes for the homeless. They're all great things and we should be doing them, and many people aren't. But service could be termed as a shift in focus. A big shift in focus. In our world today, we are currently focused only on the self. Now... By that, I mean everything that people do is for self-gratification, whether it be on social media or whether it be um, in your relationships. You say things and you do things to feel fulfilled yourself. Now, that's I'm not saying you don't need to be fulfilled, but what I'm saying is that the idea of service is a shifting in focus away from the self, so away from a internal focus, and turning to an external focus. Um, There's been a lot of ideas recently coming out about how we need to refocus our church ministries and how we need to get away from only serving the, the needs and the wants of the church community and actually serving the community and leaving the congregation to last. Now, that's a big shift for a congregational church. And... And it might I suggest that this shift in focus from self to to the outward to the external to the selfless is something that should affect every single function of us as Christians, maybe even down to our worship uh, verse six um if you've got the Bible still there um verse six seven and and eight really confirm this. In fact, verse 8 notes that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday. Jesus is unchanging. His nature is unchanging. And that should be reflected in our worship. We shouldn't try to change the nature of Jesus. Rather, we should change our worship to fit Jesus's nature. And I'm not saying God can't use many different styles of worship. I myself hope and know and experience God in many beautiful different ways through many different types of worship. But what I'm saying is, We've got to have a shift. Too often our lyrics and the way that we speak is all about what we're doing. Rather, it should be about what God and Jesus is doing for us and what we're doing in, um, in praise of that or in response to that, not what we're doing hoping for a response. Perhaps many have begun to think that they can become a consumer in church that they can consume their faith, and that they don't need to put much effort into it. They don't need to ask for forgiveness. They don't need to ask for, um, well, not really forgiveness, but what I'm saying is that they they don't need to be involved in that relationship. They think that Jesus will do all the work for them. And Jesus wants to do a lot of the work, but you've also, like any relationship, you've got to put something in. So let's uh, not try to change who Jesus was. And then verses 8 to 9 are also a brilliant reminder uh, for us to be careful on how we do worship. Do you know that restrictiveness, this is my own words, restrictiveness, this verses seem to know, actually destroy worship. Who would have thought? Trying to stop how something is expressed destroys it. Worship is a very experiential thing. If you want it to be selfless, you can't restrict it. And, and worship is is really a very personal experience. And if you want it to be selfless by restricting it, you put the focus on the human aspect of that rather than the supernatural part of worship. Now, I've moved very, very quickly through this, and I've got one more question, and then we might uh, talk a bit more about the future of the podcast. So one more question is, what does it mean to follow the rejected Jesus? The final few verses of this passage talk about a Jesus who suffered outside the gate. Now, if you know much about uh, history throughout the Bible and just history in general, you know that those individuals that were outside the city gates were the, were the ones that were not great, the ones that were sick. Uh, they had leprosy or today they might be the anti-vaxxers or something like that who who caused sickness. they so the outcasts. And... Jesus suffered outside the gate. Jesus was an outcast. He was cast out of the city. He suffered with those people. Jesus died outside the city gates. Now, that's actually an important point. (coughs) Jesus didn't die just to save those that were already inside the city. Jesus died to save those that were lost, those that were outcast, those that were broken, he died to sanctify those who were who were the broken, who were afflicted, who were outside the gate. And it says in, in verse um, 12, Therefore, Jesus also suffered outside the city gate in order to sanctify the people by his own blood. Sanctify, cleanse, maybe salvation. Jesus died to save all. All of us are outside the city gate, and we're looking forward to a city to come. And what I'm trying to say is that service, by doing service, we put ourselves in a position to be helping those who are outside the gate so that they too can experience the love of Jesus and be sanctified by his blood so that when the city that we're looking forward to arise when Jesus returns, we are actually going to be saved. And I'm not saying that we're going to be saved by what we do. I'm saying we're saved by the grace of Jesus. And we should be sharing that grace of Jesus with as many people as possible. And <coughs> <coughs> Jesus Jesus didn't just die just to save one person. He died to save all. And In this podcast, I want to explore what Jesus means for everyone and how understanding who Jesus was should change the way that we do church. It should impact our relationships with each other and it should actually enable those of us that are in the next generation to be empowered and to love the church. When right now there's so much pain and brokenness that I don't think that we're in a position to be very effective, actually, and it's going to be really hard to be effective unless we as a church can work out a way to get back to the core. Now, that, a lot of people say that, but by that I mean to find a way to understand who Jesus is and how he affects everyone's life it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect here on earth. We're not perfect until Jesus returns. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. The last generation of theology, I'm going to say right now, isn't something that, that is that biblical. I can't find any biblical support for it. And, and I've searched. <laughs> I've searched because it's something that has been preached before. And I'm like, does that line up with me and and how I understand God? And it doesn't. It's not biblical. But what I'm saying is we should be able as young people to share something that we're passionate about and in in a selfless way and it be ac- accepted. But trust me, our church has been through worse and, it, and it's going to come out the other side and And I'm excited. I am I quite like and really am passionate about where I am as a pastor. It's exciting. Um. So I hope through this podcast over the next few weeks and months and maybe even years, we'll be able to explore a little bit about Jesus, a little bit about pop culture, and a little bit about who we are as Seventh-day Adventists and Christians. And I'm going to continue to keep on thinking and mulling over, I've been mean, writing lots of things lately, but I haven't been able to process everything out into a form that is communicable in an easy way. But have a read of Hebrews 13. It's a it's a real challenge, and it is something that I myself am Digging through at the moment. Um, I came across it the other day and I haven't been able to forget about it. Um, but without further, without anything else to say, um, I'm Andrew Pratt and thank you for listening. And maybe subscribe and share this with your friends if you think it's good. Maybe as I keep on doing some more, it might be even more shareable. Anyway, um, I'll catch you all in the next one.